if you want to drive in America, you have to take a test, actually multiple tests to drive in America. If you want to be a teacher, if you want to be a nurse, psychiatrist, therapist, the list goes on and on and on. If you want to be certified or, or recognized as a expert in your profession, you have to take some kind of test. You have to at least show that you went through some minimum standards to say, yes, look at me. I met the minimum qualifications of this. You can trust me if you want to hire me. So I ask you, in all sincerity, how the fuck is Herschel Walker, how was he allowed to even be in the position to run for the United States Senate? I, I understand how it happened. Don't I don't need you know to rehash that because the rules are you need <clears throat> college degree, blah blah blah. You need to be a resident of the state you live in. Apparently, that's up for question, up for debate. You might live in Texas, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the minimum qualifications to run for government. If you've been watching this unfold months now, not just the runoff, but months before this, if you watched Herschel Walker speak, if you watched what he talked about, his style, his grammar, the way he articulated his thoughts, you watched any of that how could you in good conscience feel that he is qualified to hold an office of that stature I'm, I'm I, I ask people I'm asking Republicans obviously but I'm asking anybody with <clears throat> A lick of common sense. I'm, I have to apologize. I'm just getting over a terrible flu and all this shit in my chest. So I may, I may be clearing my throat from time to time. I apologize. But the the idea, and and I'm not just going to stay. It's it's you know him alone. We I, I we can look across America, and including being president including being president, maybe especially being president, we can look across all of that and ask ourselves, how is this person allowed to be in an office like this? I watched Herschel Walker. I watched him in multiple campaign speeches and interviews and... The fact that he got 
that large of a percentage of the votes is a, an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to, who, to America and to Americans. Now you're going to say, well, three million people voted. 49% of them, so 1.5 million people, Americans, apparently have their own ideas about that. And, and who am I to say that they're wrong? I read, a, I read a quote a long time ago, and it stuck with me. It still sticks with me to this day. And it says, if a million people do a stupid thing, it's still a stupid thing. How, how, what's your, what's the feeling on the future of America and American politics if this type of thing is allowed to continue? How is it that to have a, to be able to drive is required to take these exams and tests? both written and practical. But yet to run for an office, there's no need to do anything. You fill out a form, you submit it, and then get money behind you to run ads to say, look at me, I am running for office and I want to be senator. It's... And I, I'm, I'm saying America because that's where we live, but it could be happening around the world. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy uh, in the room. I just look at things from a practical standpoint, and it just, you know, it just makes sense. <clears throat> if this is the future, if this is now and the future, I mean, you have to think that this is going to empower a lot of people. No, no one's talking about that. We're, you know, the Democrats are now in in their glow phase right now to say, "Oh, look, we spent seventy-three million dollars to stop Herschel Walker from becoming a senator." Seventy-three million dollars. Look at us. We won. We did a great job. No, you didn't. You didn't do a great job. We are not doing a great job here in America if people like Herschel Walker are allowed to run for office. We can, we can go back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. We can go back to Jesse Ventura. Um, I mean, it's all, it happens every election cycle. That's somebody who never held any type of office <clears throat> is allowed to run for fucking high level of office, not just, you know, city council. If we want to change politics, we have to put the right people in there. And we have to set standards for that. When I was a kid and I... I, you know, started 
under, trying to understand politics and, uh, you know, you start at the top and you see the president, presidential elections, and that's kind of what you're watching on the news and everybody's talking about the presidential elections. I'm, I'm thinking I'm seven, eight years old. I don't know how old I was. But, for, you know, I thought back then that there was steps that you had to take to become president. So logically, my first thought was, okay, in order to become president, the first thing that you have to do is become a mayor. You have to run a city. And I thought, well, some cities are bigger than others. So, okay. So maybe it's a small city and then you run a bigger city. Maybe you become mayor of, I don't know, you know, a, a small little town in California. And then after you win that and you do a great job doing that, then you become mayor of Los Angeles. So you become mayor first. And then the next step would be you become a governor. So you're following me here, right? So in order to become president, first you have to be a mayor. You run a city. Then you run a state. Then you run a country. Everybody likes to compare not everybody, but a lot of people compare running a country to running a business, that they're the same, that if a person can run a large business, then he can run a large government. That's moronic. And I'm not going to go into all the different ways. If you're listening here, you're, you're going to figure it out. You're going to be educated enough to know what I'm talking about, that you have to understand a lot more dynamics of, about government. Government's not just money, especially now. So isn't it a reasonable idea that we can change the rules and say, from now on, if you want to be president, and, and let's just let's not say it's for the next election because some things are, you know, the genie's already out of the bottle in some ways and you can't put it back in. So you have to kind of think more um, generational, think more about let's prepare for the future. So I would say maybe 12 years from now, and I say 12 because, you know, you, you have an incumbent who, you know, or an incumbent party that, listen, you can't make changes in four years. You can't. You need at least eight years for, for to really have impactful changes. So you figure you got to give everybody a chance <clears throat> of eight years. So you figure Democrats are going to win again. I don't know. Who, who, who can predict this shit anymore? And then another guy comes in and, you know, if you keep flip-flopping as in the way it is, Democrats win, Republicans win, which just seems to be the case more often than not, then that group gets to run for eight years. But then 12 years from now, we start saying that the only people that are eligible to run for president 
have to at least have been a governor, but maybe 20 years from now, we say it's going to be mayor, governor, president. If you're going to compare it to a company, you don't, a guy doesn't become a CEO of a company from the mailroom. He doesn't get to run a movie studio when he's, you know, fetching coffee for executives. You don't go from one to the other like that, even though you're maybe you have potential. You have to earn it through qualifications and successes. Think about that for a second. You start out as a mayor, and that city, under your leadership, <clears throat> gets better, solves problems. Now you have that on your resume. Then you run, start running the state. You win, you win this, the governor election, and then now you're the governor for X amount of years, and again, you, so, you sow success. Don't you think that you would have that much more confidence in that individual to become president and run a country now? Why, why, is, why am I the only person talking about this? Because of, of some shit that was written years ago that this is the minimum qualifications? It's not working. You're getting people like Donald Trump, who never ran any kind of government, going against, up against people who have been in the government or working in the government their entire career. They're career politicians. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we don't need career politicians. We're sick of it. It's not working. The career politicians do Yeah. That's the swamp you're talking about, all that shit. It's because this is what we're allowing to happen. We're not building talent. <clears throat> There's no minor league for a president to start out in. Baseball players start out in high school, then they get better. Then they go to college, or maybe they're drafted right into the pros, and they go into single A. And then they, they face single-A pitching. And then they go to double-A because they're a little bit better in double-A. Because they advanced, because the people in double-A have a little bit more talent, so it gets a little harder. And then triple-A. And then the major leagues. Everything else, everything in the world, pretty much, that you do, you have to start out in, in, in a lower level of you know, that institution, but not in politics. You can go from zero to 100 just like that. Just like that. Who's to say that Herschel Walker doesn't run for governor next? or doesn't run for mayor of a city or president. We can't stop them. If there's enough money behind it, you can't stop it. 
<clears throat> it's incredible. I want to be the first one to make this suggestion, by the way, and I want it noted that I'm the one to come up with this idea. How this idea has not ever been floated before is beyond me. As a seven-year-old, I thought this is the way it should be. It made common sense. Now, now, it's, now it's cult of personality that wins. Now it's entertainment that wins. If you are a personality that can entertain the masses, you can become president of the United States. It's as simple as that. Or you can come shockingly close to becoming president of the United States. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It, there just needs to be standards. There needs to be minimum qualifications. And yes, to run for president, I think you should take a fucking test. There should be something that says you know how to do all of these things. You know how to talk about all of these things. You have experience in these matters. I don't give a fuck if it's multiple choice. You don't have to write an essay. At least let's make it where you actually have to check a box and say, okay, this is what I think the answer is. Why, why isn't that even there? If we follow this, this nuttiness will go away. This will never happen again. It will never happen again. Fucking Herschel Walker. Marjorie Taylor. I mean, come on. Come on. It's not Donald Trump. I mean, I'll take you all over the country. Both sides, Democratic and Republican. I'm not, I'm not leaning one way. There's no standards. I could do this. There's people, Joe, Kanye West, Howard Stern. They're joking about it. Con Yay 2024. Can you, can you even comprehend? Because it could happen. It could happen. If there's, he could be on the stage with 10 other people in a debate. Can you imagine him and Donald Trump on a stage debating with career politicians, entertaining people? Each, th these two maniacs entertaining people. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm entertained. I am entertained by it. I, it's fascinating for me to watch. I can't get enough of it. But I recognize that's all it is, is that I'm being entertained. I'm not being influenced to make a decision that's going to affect 400 million people or 6 billion people. I'm interested in your comments. Just put them down below and you'll see there's, there's places where you can make comments on this. I mean, doesn't it make sense? Again, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me that every person has a right to be whoever they want. Yeah, well, I agree. You can be whoever you want, but you have to earn it. 
You have to meet minimum qualifications to get there. My God. It's just incredible. Herschel Walker. Oh. Disaster averted? No. No. It's still out there. Yay is running amok. <sighs> Elon Musk is taking over the world. He's taking over the world. He's, take, he's taking over thought consciousness, which drives a lot of things in the world. And I've been having a lot of thought on this and particularly Twitter and the relation to this thing that we call free speech. Let me tell you my opinion on free speech. It doesn't work now. I understand the Constitution. I understand the rights of the people when that document was out there and how it applies to where we are now through the years, through the years. But back then when we and, and, you know, through all the amendments, when we, when we looked at free speech, I don't think most of the people didn't predict how easy it is to now communicate to so many people so fast. The, the instant gratification of free speech. And again, it comes back, it, it, it just all comes back to the entertainment aspect of the world. <clears throat> so, if you, if you have a lot of followers on a platform, which we all called the platforms social media. It was, it was called the news in the past. That's what, that's what the, the news did. You know, if you got on the news and you were able to deliver a message, that was social media back then. That was the way that you can got, get it out there. And I'll give you a great example of how that worked um, in, in, uh, one second, I'm going to get back to this, but right now station identification, um, this is Ron Pabuda and the OG middleman. Um, I want to talk about yoga and I, you know, I live in, I live in upper Los Angeles. We call it upper Los Angeles. Actually, someone coined the phrase uptown Los Angeles. It's not uptown. Los it's just a suburb of LA. We're on the skirts of Los Angeles. And my wife owns a yoga studio. It's called Agora Power of Yoga. 
Now, this is not, I am not doing a shameless plug for my wife's yoga. It's not shameless at all. I'm very proud of her abilities. I would, if she, if she had a crappy yoga studio, I'm not going to talk about it. If she's not a good teacher, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't do a lot of yoga, but I've done enough to notice the difference between good and bad. Just like in anything in life, I know good and bad. Not, not me included. <laughs> I may not know myself what's good or bad, but I can see quality. And there's, she has a little studio, Agora Power of Yoga, and she teaches there. She has classes multiple days. If you want to experience a great yoga experience where you're, where, you know, people want to learn how to do something, you want to try something on for the first, first time, you, you want to get fit, you want to, um, you know, become a bodybuilder and, you know, okay, so I'm going to commit to become a bodybuilder because now I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. So you want to find the best person to start teaching you who's going to set you up to win and become the best that you can be. If you, if you want your kids to go to school and you want them to become um, a captain of industry, you're going to send them to a good school and you're going to hope they get good teachers or professors along the way. My wife is that way. She is that type of yoga instructor. If you want to understand the principles of yoga and more importantly, the breathing and the alignment that comes along with it, which are hugely important in, in yoga to prevent injury uh, and also to reap the best benefits of it, you have to go and you have to try our class. You have to try our class. I challenge you. If you comment below and you want to give a, get a free class from her and, and see what I'm saying, just just give me a give me a note down below here and um, write me a message. Send me your email address. I'll reach out to you. I'll, I'll set you something up. You tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong. I t I've taken yoga classes, okay, and I've seen many instructors, and I, and I've saw some good instructors out there. I've seen them, and they're good. My wife is like a savant in this. She notices things uh, that other people just don't, and she will correct them, not directly. She's not going to go over to you and say, hey, you're making this mistake. She might come over and help you out on occasion. <clears throat> but she'll see something, and she'll make the correction, and she'll do it on a, on a broad scale so that everybody does. And then she watches, and she'll keep an eye out to see hmm, who is actually fixing themselves. And she can notice the people who make those adjustments. And then that tells her that person can take direction. Give me a shout out below if you're interested in taking a class. I'll hook you up. But, you know, I know there's a lot of great shiny yoga places out there. And, you know, they have showers and, you know, really pretty. You want good. You want professional. Don't get enamored with the way something looks, okay? It's what's inside that matters the most. Hit me up. I'll hook you up. I'll be right back.
Okay, social media and uh, cult of personality, Twitter, Elon Musk, all kind of tied together. When I want to say it was um, the uh, now, I'm, yeah, I wish I can remember now. I, I I don't do research, you know, as you know. I, I do I read, but I don't write it down. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it was, the, it was the early 80s when Ed Koch was running up against Mario Cuomo to become mayor of New York City. New York City was a mess. Okay? It, was an, it was an absolute mess. And Mario Cuomo, I think he was a lawyer or... Um, district attorney, something, you know, significant. He was he was known. His any any, you know, he was involved in in some form of politics and and you know understanding how law works. Successful family, you know, obviously we all know the Cuomos. And by all accounts, he should have dominated the election because Ed Koch did nothing. He wasn't, I don't, I'm not even sure of his past. I'll have to research about what Ed Koch did, but I don't know. He decided to run for mayor. Again, I apologize for not doing more research so I can speak more intelligently, but it doesn't matter. He wasn't a popular guy. But he met Rupert Murdoch, and Rupert Murdoch became enamored with Ed Koch. Now, we all know who Rupert Murdoch is and the papers that he ran. And back then, the New York Post was... Saying it was reporting the news wasn't even really truthful. It was like the National Enquirer in some regards. It was just sensationalism. Important things are happening in the world, but on the front page, headlines is a story about somebody who got caught cheating on their wives at a nightclub at Studio 54 or whatever it is, and that splashed across the headlines. Something sensational. That's how he sold newspapers, and he sold a lot of fucking newspapers. A lot. I read it. I I was part... I was consuming it, I used to get two papers every morning when I lived in New York City, went to New York City. I got the Daily News and I got the New York Post. I should have been reading the the New York Times back then, but sadly I wasn't. I wasn't that aware back then. Those were the two. And right away I knew the difference between the two. I go, wow, Daily News seems more educated, more intentionally uh, writing about things that are important. But the New York Post is like writing about all this crap. I kind of recognize that. But Rupert Murdoch was a player in that field. And he threw his support behind Edward Koch, and Edward Koch became mayor. And in his fucking newspapers, Ed Koch, great. Ed Koch, great. Mario Cuomo, bad. Mario Cuomo, bad. And people read that stuff, and it influenced them, and Ed Koch won. 
by a lot, by a lot. Started started the, the genie out of the bottle syndrome right there. It's and that's what became now standard in the world going forward that the most popular wins, not the best, the most popular wins. Ronald Reagan was part of that, by the way. Um, so now, we're, 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 I'm still on the free speech thing. I don't think I've, I've gone off track here. I'm not, I'm not running off on a tangent somewhere else. I'm just kind of bringing it all into perspective. We're now, we're now in the free speech thing, and, and Elon Musk and his Twitter and Trump and his Truth Social and you know the people that are allowed to say whatever they want. I don't think the founding fathers and, and all the amendments along the way meant that you can say whatever you want without any repercussions. Now you can say whatever you want and no one, no one should hurt you. No one should, you know, you shouldn't be punished for saying something. You shouldn't go to jail for saying something. But in our new world of global reach, you can't just say anything that you want. You can't, you know, the, the word of the year last year was gaslighting, gaslighting. I, I don't even use that word. It's just moronic. I hated it. <clears throat> but I understand that what it means. You can't just start saying something and start a fire because it does start a fire. And it can have such innocent, innocuous beginnings that you don't even know that it's happening. You don't even know that it's taking root. And people of influence now, influencers are all the rage, obviously we all know, with the power they wield. People of influence can't say whatever they want and think that it doesn't have any repercussions. Sports teams hold athletes to what we'll call a code of ethics. I mean, it's probably in their agreement that you can't do this, you know, if you're going to insult the team or make our team look bad. And there's a lot of people who follow those rules. <clears throat> Clearly, there's a lot of people who don't. Um, but there are some people who did their very best to hold themselves up to a higher standard and people of influence need to understand that, that you just can't go out there and say whatever you want. Likewise, you can't allow a company that runs one of these platforms to allow people to say whatever they want. I don't know if Twitter is the most popular. From, what I, from you know, I guess Facebook was the granddaddy. It was the beginning of it all, and it was the most popular. But you know, spinoffs started easier platforms. Twitter, twi you know, Twitter was very easy. You could just type something, push, you know, send, and 
and it's out there and you didn't have to get into all you know crazy land and and have these long dissertations just you know a short amount of words paragraph or so and then it's out there and your message is sent but that's just the beginning of it it gets bigger as it goes people start commenting and then you start to have discourse with those people and messages start being delivered and that that message is what i'm talking about what i mean why does it take me a no one to tell you how dangerous that is it's, and it's not a political thing it has nothing to do with politics it has nothing to do with the constitution nothing at all nothing it's the message that you're putting out there and that message can be false it can be a downright lie and it can be dangerous We've seen this happen already. The outrageous, ridiculous conspiracy theories that exist out there. I'm, I'm only going to mention one. I'm only going to mention one conspiracy theory because there's so many, but there's just going to be one that I saw out there that started on Instagram that was so outrageous that it, it, I had to unfriend this individual because I just couldn't take it. But the conspiracy theory or the message that was out there was that famous people and entertainers were, particularly women, were buying a, a cream or a facial cream that was made out of the fetuses or embryos of dead babies or aborted babies, that they were extracting that material and they were taking it and they were putting it into creams so that people can look young. There are many conspiracy theories out there, but when I saw that one, that was the OMG for me <clears throat> with that person. And I questioned it for a second and the veracity of the, the message in return was so strong that I had to unfriend that person. Another person who I unfriended was, you know, a QAnon follower and I just remember, and I, and I got, I, I kind of, I was like, a, like a, a listening device or a bug inside of a, a chat room or whatever. It was, you know, uh, a long list of people talking to one another about QAnon. And I didn't say anything because I, I, I just wanted to listen. I just wanted to, to, to read and, and watch what they were saying. And I watched what they were saying, and I was just in shock. And I was in shock about how convinced they were 
that this stuff was all real, particularly that there was this underground force waiting to overtake the government. And on this particular date, it's going to happen. We just got to be patient, let it all go, because this hero is going to come save us. The hero we turned out to be was going to be Trump, but we know how that worked out. I think he made an attempt. You know, I think there, and I th I still think he is trying to make an attempt to do so. But speech is free. It's true. But the messaging and the messaging devices, the 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 tools used to send your speech out there cannot be free. And it can you cannot just say whatever you want without fear because it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And if unless we change the way we do things, imagine what's going to happen on a global scale when Mr. E you know, Elon Musk is part of this conversation, obviously. And Mr. Elon and his Starlink satellites, which are brilliant, which are brilliant. When I heard he was doing this, I was like, wow. Again, it was a common sense thing. Like years ago, people are getting lost in the ocean, never to be found again. Planes are disappearing. And I'm like, how is that possible in this day and age? Why aren't there satellites everywhere? And why can't we communicate from any point in the world? It should be, should be easily attainable. It's just a matter of doing it. Well, he did it. And when I found out he was doing it, I was like, there we go. There's a man who understands. Ooh, but is there something more sinister behind this thing? And so now that we're able to talk to anybody in seconds and get a message to anybody anywhere at any time, what? What message are they going to read? There are more tools, i.e. robots, that will create information and send it out there. What's going to happen when people who are in places that have never had this instant communication that now can get a device and communicate around the world and listen to messages that are coming out there and creating and listening to narratives that are being created that are untrue and lies and hurtful and creating fear and, and panic across the globe. What if somebody said a, the military released a biological weapon on its people in the United States, in a particular area of the United States, and anybody from that area should you should not allow them in your country because there's potential that they're carrying that that bioweapon or that virus. What if that got out there? And what if you were that per person from South Carolina and you're traveling to South Africa or somewhere, you know, who knows, you know, any place, and you, and you go and you land there and someone finds out that you're from South Carolina and they saw this and they start panicking and screaming. How's your vacation gonna be, Mr. and Mrs. South Carolina? Hmm? That's the future.
that this that is going to happen. It is it's not theory. It's happening. When you watch Terminator and we talked or war games and we talked about computers and other things taking over the world. This is not too far from that. However, it's just communication. And when when I was in the military, I served, you know, I served my, my time in the military. I wasn't a great, you know, sailor. I was in the Navy. I wasn't great. Um, you know, I did my I did my time and, and I didn't do it well, I'll be honest. You know, it wasn't for me once I got in there. Um, but I but what I understood in the military that the most important tool that the military had was communication, not the bombs, not the bullets, not the soldiers. That wasn't what the most important thing was. And I actually worked in that field. I was a radio man in the military. Top top secret clearance got to see everything first. If a message came across, something was going on, came across my teletype, I was there. If I was on duty, tick, 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 here it comes, flash traffic, oh shit, this is going on. Yeah, that was me. Before, I knew about stuff before the news did, before anybody did, probably at the same time that the president and, um, you know, agents from America and other governments were getting this information, I was getting it too. It was very important uh, strategically for where we were at that particular time in the world, in, in, our, in our ship and, and the group that we were sailing with. So I saw it. And it was, you know, made known to me that my job was very important. And, how, and I realized how important communication was then. I realized that that little radio shack that I was in, as well as everybody else that was sailing in that battle group, we knew a lot of shit and it was very important communication. Now it's different. Now the communication is so much faster. We didn't have cell phones back then. It was nothing. It was, a, you know, a, we had a type, teletype. We used satellites, but it was satellites that were only available to the military. Now with Starlink, and Mr. Musk and his free speech and now his transparency. Why would you want to, can I ask you something? Why would you want to advertise or promote any of your products with a company where the head muckety muck can out you and, sh and share your secrets at any given time? You know, I mean, they're obviously have privy to information. They're privy to information that we are not. And internal dialogue on Twitter, who gives a shit about what they were doing? But if someone, someone from a company or a government is communicating with Twitter and saying, hey, listen, this is kind of dangerous. You know, we're a little nervous about this getting out there. We don't want it to spread. Do you think you can help us? And, and Twitter just now lifted up the skirt of, you know, the Biden administration and, or they're, and they're trying to say, look what all the shit was going on. By the way, it's like not that bad when you, when you think about it. I mean, yeah, it's bad, but it's, I'm, I'm underwhelmed by it. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be awful. I'm like, yeah, listen, Hunter Biden fucked up. This goes back to the beginning of my, of my cast today. 
if you do if you're a run of a president, where's the background check? When I went to when I when I went to uh, jury duty, <clears throat> and I wanted to be, I remember there was one. I've been called to, called for jury duty fourteen times in my life. I don't know what list I'm on, but take me off of it because you're not going to select me anyway. Because one of the questions that they ask before you go to the jury, especially if it's a criminal one, is has anybody in your family ever been um, arrested for drugs or, or other things? Yes, I have somebody in my family. You're out. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Why do we not know this about Hunter Biden? And, and you know, I mean, how is that kept secret? He, he shouldn't have gotten that far. If this is, if we have rules in place and there's standards in place, even for family members that we're part of, you know, listen, your family member fucks up. I know it's not your fault, but there's still some degrees of separation that touch you that could affect your decision making. Background check, serious background check. Make sure everything. Remember, we're, you know, we're finding things out later on. Trump would have. I mean, come on. It's not talking about background checks and Donald Trump. Please, it's just, it's insane. But with Mr. Elon Musk, and I, I've been sending him. Listen, I'm not. I don't have a lot of followers, but you can follow me on Twitter, OG Middleman at OG Middleman. Um, I'm sending him messages, you know, as he's talking about free speech and transparency, and I'm like, come on, man. Think a little tighter here. Get, you, get your thoughts in order. Think about the ramifications of that. <clears throat> is, it, is complete transparency what is going to save the world? Maybe. Maybe it prevents people from doing bad things. But in the interim... You got to be responsible with your messaging. You got to be responsible with your messaging. Okay, that's it for me today. I actually got to get to work and do my other job that actually pays me something. Um, you can message me below if you want to be on my podcast and talk about something. If you're an expert in any subject matter at all, I want to talk with you. Got a lot of great ideas coming up. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming on. It's not going to be all seriousness. Um, I'm just kind of getting back to this now. Had a couple hiccups along the way. Uh, but if you want to be on, just message me down below uh, in the feed here. I'll be happy to talk to you and bring you on the show. You can call in. It's, it's really easy to call in. And we can get you on and talk about whatever you want to talk about if it's something of interest to me. Uh, but just keep an eye out. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to be doing podcast. Uh, whenever the feeling strikes me, I'm going to put one up. And it's going to be pretty regular. So keep an eye out, support, share this with other people. I think it's interesting. I think I'm going to have more interesting stuff. Um, and it's not all going to be serious. As I said, it's going to be fun too. So um, thanks for listening and take care. Bye.